Welcome to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. This is our annual year-in-review show with Minnesota's governor and the commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, who will both be with us for the entire show. But first, it's time for Generally Speaking, a weekly message from the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard, Major General Sean Mankey. The new year is upon us, and I want to offer my sincere thanks to the members of the Minnesota National Guard, their families, employers, and communities across Minnesota for their continued support. We are stronger together. Looking ahead, I want to ensure that we maintain a safety net for all of our members. Whether you or someone you know is struggling with something, it could be anything from financial emergencies to substance abuse, please reach out for help. Look after one another, be safe, and stay positive as we move forward into a truly happy new year. Thank you, General Mackey. For more information, please go to minnesotamilitaryradio.com. As I said at the top, uh, this is our annual year-in-review show with uh, Governor Tim Walls and uh, Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs Commissioner Larry Herkey. Tim Walls is Minnesota's 41st governor. His uh, career has been identified or defined by public service from serving our country in the military to serving our students as a high school teacher and football coach to serving our state and Congress and retired Colonel Larry Herkey was appointed the 18th Commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs in January 2019 and has been reappointed for a second term uh, with Governor Walls. He's charged with assisting Minnesota's more than 300,000 veterans and their families. He represents the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs at hearings before the Minnesota State Legislature, the United States Congress, and works closely with the many various veteran service organizations here in Minnesota. Gentlemen, welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. Good to be with you, Tom. Good to be with you, Tom. <laughs> Governor, Commissioner, this is the first time we've had you both in the room at the same time, and got a lot of lot of ground to cover because uh, 2022 was a busy year, and, and of course, uh, a lot of stuff coming up for next year. Yeah, it was a good year on many fronts, and it's good to be back together. This is uh, These are important relationships, and I think with our partners in the veteran service organizations, uh, it was a good and successful year, very bipartisan, um, got some real wins for veterans and their families. Governor, I understand you and the commissioner go back a lot of years back to your military days. We do. The commissioner was one of my, uh, I think, few, if uh, maybe the only one who I had a deep personal relationship with before he was uh, joined our uh, our administration. I had the privilege of serving as uh, Commissioner Herkey's first sergeant when he was the commander at Charlie Battery when we were firing artillery down in, uh, in St. James, Minnesota. So I got a, a personal view and got some uh, mentorship from the commissioner on leadership. Uh, I think we're a good team. Mm-hmm. We worked together Excellent. and very much enjoyed that. And so I have to tell you, when it came time to someone that I understood, and of course, Commissioner Herkey's work on um, in the National Guard full time, um, certainly uh, on planning and many of us who are familiar with Camp Ripley and know what that great facility is, Commissioner Herkey had an awful lot to do with that part, too. So that was an easy pick for me. The commissioners are pretty hard ones sometimes, but uh, this one's been good. And Commissioner, you kind of flipped the chairs. You were you were in charge at one time, and now we got a new boss. Yeah, it just uh, works together. And in between, we worked uh, when you were in Congress. We, we worked together. I went out for armories to do updates yeah. and renovations and new armories and so forth. And we got a chance to work together on that also. So, and Governor uh, the Commissioner had many years in charge of uh, all the facilities for the Minnesota National Guard, yeah. building, remodeling, yeah. and now you've got him in charge of building three new homes and a new state cemetery. Yeah, well, there's no one that knows this better, and uh, and the Commissioner's right. His uh, vision of coming out to Congress, and when I was serving on Armed Services Committee in the VA, of, of making that case to Congress, and it became clear to me in Minnesota that the long-range planning, the vision, the things how we did this, and of course, listening to those three new veteran homes, you know, as we're out there when breaking ground 
on those, the excitement in these communities is, is something else. So um, Minnesota does very well on care for veterans, and I feel very comfortable that our commissioner gets that as well as anybody. And Commissioner, you were situated uniquely for, for this stage of the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs with new facilities coming. I think forward. with a great expansion yeah. here, both in people and facilities, and our ability to do additional outreach, this has just been extraordinary and right up my alley. So thank you, boss. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we're speaking with Governor Tim Walls and uh, MDVA Commissioner Larry Herkey on Minnesota Military Radio. Commissioner, I uh, wanted to start this segment uh, talking about uh, your current priorities. There's a lot to do. There is a lot to do, and we've been making a lot of progress recently, especially in the area of veterans' homelessness. I, um, When I speak now, I say that we're at the beginning of the end of veterans' homelessness in Minnesota. This, this trip started in 2014, and we've been pursuing uh, functional zero for the state, and uh, we've Really made progress in the last year with two more continuums of care, our regions within Minnesota that have declared functional zero. Uh, we are currently just down to two counties or continuums that we're still working on. That's Ramsey and Hennepin County. Those are the toughest, of course, and have the highest number of uh, veterans that are homeless. But we we continue to work on it. I think we have a really good plan in place to be able to to get to a declaration where the governor wants to be the fourth state in the nation to uh, declare an end of veterans' homelessness. Governor, for our listeners, functional zero. Yeah, it doesn't mean folks won't experience temporary, uh, you know, in-between things or whatever, but it makes sure that, as the commander or uh, commissioner made clear, that we have all of the safety nets in place for folks, that we're tracking the folks who they are, and if they drop off and go into, uh, you know, housing insecurity, um, there's a place to pick them up right away, there's a place to get them in shelter, there's a place to then work towards that permanent housing, and it becomes, you know, there'll be folks... Because of life circumstances, um, you know, whether it's addiction or whether it's other issues, people fall into homelessness. We're making sure that that safety net's built underneath. So this isn't just, you know, removing folks off the street for one night and say, boy, we did it and that's the end of it. There are all kinds of supports built into this. Um, And this is a model, I think, on dealing with homelessness in general. This is a problem across the country. Um, But this is this focus shows the care that we're getting for folks. And some of these stories, I have to tell you, Tom, that are amazing when we get people mm-hmm. housed. And mm-hmm. I, I had a, a, a gentleman in Mankato, Vietnam veteran. I asked him what was the best thing about getting that permanent housing. And he said, my grandchildren are so proud to come visit me at my house now. And mm-hmm. just those things that really matter. So we're going to get this. Um, and I have to tell you, uh, the commissioner took us through the hardest time on this. COVID was brutal on on housing and instability and how to get to people and we kept at it mm-hmm. so our goal is to get this done here in the next year or so yeah and i'm very excited commissioner i understand the goal is to get them off street get them in housing get them get them jobs but it, the second part of it is try to catch them before they hit the bottom before Amen. they get homeless that's yeah it. and that's uh our plan is every veteran deserves a home and i said the next thing the staff is going to write this is the addendum for just that to get upstream and make sure that we get them before they become homeless and make sure we take care of them and keep them in their homes. So that's going to be the, really the focus here after we get uh, get to functional zero for the state. And, Governor, I know you've made this a priority during your first term, and I assume you're going to keep working out in the second term. But yeah. there's a lot of organizations. It's, it's you. It's the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. It's MACV. It's oh, the Minneapolis yeah. VA. Everybody seems to be pulling together to, to try to help for this they common do. goal. And private uh, 
private owners, the folks who are the building owners. And Commissioner made a plea to these folks to to open up a few units to get our folks in there. And I think, you know, folks are more than willing to open their hearts. We're always searching for folks to help us with that. But it's it's an issue that people know it's unacceptable for someone who served the nation to do this. Landlords, Commissioner, you're still looking for landlords. I'm still looking for landlords, and we have incentives now due to the legislature. If you'll take a veteran that has a barrier, it could be maybe a financial issue or maybe they have a bad rental history. If you're willing to take on someone you normally wouldn't, we're we're willing to stand behind you. And if there's damage done to that uh, unit, we're we're standing with the landlord on that also. So very proud of that, and that's been starting to take off now. So for our landlords, if you're interested in participating, get a hold of Commissioner Larry Herkey at the Minnesota Department you of Veterans Affairs, and we'll we'll welcome you aboard to help with this with this mission. Gentlemen, we've got about two minutes left, and but we mentioned uh, three new state veterans' homes in Bemidji, uh, Bemidji, Montevideo, and Preston, and a new cemetery in Redwood Falls. Commissioner, you've got a you've got a you're going to have to be hiring a lot of people. <laughs> well, I'm going to get the governor. I think at least once a month, I'm going to see yeah. him throughout the summer. So we yeah. think. Uh, about 500 uh, individuals total is what we're going to need, a lot of them in the health care area. So it's going to be a heavy lift. Again, community members that are out there, we very much appreciate uh, anybody. We started the hiring process. We have the administrators on now for the three homes, and they're starting to do the hiring process for each home. The governor, we've had the commissioner's HR people on the show talking about all the jobs available, and they're coming back on in January so we can make sure uh, everyone in Minnesota knows there's some great jobs available to take care of our veterans. I'm going to echo that. This work is is absolutely incredible. The fulfillment you'll get from it, we get good pay, good benefits, but I'll tell you, too, these are the best-run homes and the, the satisfaction you get from serving our heroes. And I, on the cemetery side, too, I always talk about those grounds are so immaculate, and we were down in Preston, and I stopped and always that you know thank the groundskeepers and and it goes without fail that one of them will say of course my father's here and um that there's that part of it too that it's given back to the community so you're right get the hr people some of your folks are out there listening uh we'd love to get you hired and work for minnesota department of veterans affairs and care for these folks and governor the benefit here of having those three new homes in bemidji montevideo and preston is we can keep our veterans close to their family well that's the commissioner's vision that's the that's what folks want as we talk about this um getting closer to home people want to visit now with uh preston down there and having a cemetery and i said these communities when they step up to do this if you just want to see a community come out do a groundbreaking on a veteran cemetery or veterans home the entire community is there and they get it this isn't just a ribbon breaking and building a new building this is forever and it's a commitment we make and there's a sense of pride that comes out of these communities if you are a community that has been that has chosen and is has one of these facilities it's a special thing those are going to be fun to see those grand openings. Gentlemen, we have to take a short break. We're speaking with Governor Tim Walls and MDVA Commissioner Larry Herkey on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. That is fabulous. Welcome back to Minnesota Military here. Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We've been visiting with Governor Tim Walls and Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs Commissioner Larry Herkey on our annual year in review show. And, gentlemen, we want to talk a little bit about uh, legislative uh, accomplishments in 2022, and to me, uh, 2022 seemed like the year of the veteran. The Congress passed the PACT Act, which was historic, and of course, here in Minnesota, we had the first time ever, as I understand it, omnibus veterans bill in the state legislature. What an accomplishment! Well, I I couldn't agree more, Tom, and I I think for 
for listeners out there who get frustrated with the political process as it bogs down sometimes too partisan, uh, that did not happen here. This was leadership on both sides of the aisle coming together to do something. And we were discussing earlier the frustration of these Christmas tree bills, if you will, that have everything on one to try and get the votes. Um, we tried something new. And I say we, the, the veteran service organizations, the veteran community, uh, Commissioner Herkey and the legislators, we passed a package that just focused on veterans and military affairs and a, a very comprehensive package. I think, if I'm not mistaken, we got all but maybe one vote in the legislature, which That's is correct. unheard of. And um, I think it just shows people, again, that this issue around serving veterans is one thing that can cut through some of the noise. And then it got us to focus on the real issues. This was a very robust package that deals with issues that need to be done. Again, you mentioned with congressional action on important issues too. Those things coupled together um, are going to serve our veterans well. And the commissioner's uh, ability in his, uh, you know, in, in his agency to be able to deliver was strengthened by that. So it's an exciting time. Oh, it is really exciting. And it was a supplemental for us and, allowed us to really take off in a few different areas. The big one was the veterans bonus. I know we'll talk about that a little bit more Yeah, just a moment, but we did get the funding uh, to actually c- complete the construction of the cemeteries. I was in a situation where I could actually build the building, but I didn't have enough money to get the furniture and equipment. So the legislature came through for me on that area. We also were able to increase funding for the veteran service organization, and the county veterans uh, service officers throughout the state, all 87 counties. And then we also got additional funding to end veterans homelessness. That was very, very nice. And the last item was uh, Fisher House, a contribution that we are actually going to help uh, the VA Medical Center in Fargo for those Minnesota veterans in the 17, 17 counties that are in the northwestern Minnesota. And that's going to be great help both for the veterans and their families. Commissioner, I understand that we were well on our way. They had the funding to build the uh, veterans' homes, but uh, <laughs> you needed a few things inside. Yes, I was, I was running a little short there with the rest of it. But uh, So the, it was really good that this came through, and we got that furniture and all the stuff you see inside a facility on the walls and those kind of things. It was uh, very nice to be able to get that additional funding. So important things like beds and chairs and that, some of those just things. Just a few things like that, yes. Uh, it'd be just good to have that before the veterans start moving yes, again. that's true. So uh, now you're going to move into the stages we mentioned in the first segment where you're, you're going to need to hire a lot of people in short order. When do, when do you expect these homes in the cemetery to open? Uh, I think the first one to be done will be Preston. I think we're at about 67% complete right now. And we're looking at uh, ribbon cutting in early summer. And I think it will be about every 30 days after that we'll have the three uh, ribbon cuttings. And lastly will be the cemetery in Redwood Falls, and that will be a dedication probably in the fall. Big year. Governor, Big you're going to spend some serious time with the commissioner. Serious time on this. And I can't tell you, there's nothing that's, as I said, to watch these communities uh, celebrate that. But I, I appreciate you, Tom, mentioning this. We know that unemployment's historically low. We know it's tough to find workers for everybody out there. I, I again, can't echo enough that uh, this isn't just a good economic job. If you're interested in serving our veterans and 
you know, making a huge difference and, and seeing those families when they're at these, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm out in Laverne, every time I go in there, someone from the family will pull over and say, thank goodness for these people who work here. Just that mm-hmm. sense of dignity. And, and in many cases, um, again, you don't have to be a veteran to have these jobs, but we do get a lot of veterans mm-hmm. that want to do it, that have a connection. So uh, in these communities you're hearing about, there's going to be an opportunity to get a good job that will really make a difference. So I'm making my plug again, uh, come serve these veterans. And, Governor, we did a show this spring out at the Minneapolis Veterans Home with the commissioner, and we interviewed quite a few of his employees out there. They just love working there. They love yes. taking care of the veterans. And the word that came up many times was family. Yeah. Right. It's, it's all it, about family. It is amazing. And I, if you haven't experienced this, and if some of those listeners are out there and said, you know, I don't have veterans in my family. I never really thought about this, but I have medical skills, or I would like mm-hmm. to work at one of these cemeteries. Um you're going to find great satisfaction in doing this, and you do become part of a family. And those veterans' families will take you in because it's the care of their loved ones. So it's uh, it's very gratifying. And, I, again, another a public service announcement, if you can, is any chance you can get out to visit some of these homes. And we see a lot of children come out and see them or whatever. These are incredible people to tell stories to, and they, they like to have the visitors. Commissioner, just to follow up, the Minneapolis Veterans Home, we were out there to do the show. It was spotless. It was a beautiful facility, and uh, everybody was having fun. They were getting ready for a barbecue. They were taking all the veterans outside for a barbecue. They have uh, events every week almost, either uh, entertainers coming in. They have car shows. They had a fishing tournament, uh, a lot of... They had live animals there at one point. Oh, I think there was 18 or 20 different types of animals that the residents could go out and visit uh, just outside of the home itself. So there's a lot going on there at Minneapolis. They asked me if I wanted to be on the waiting list, and I said, I'm not quite ready yet. But I was thinking about it. We're speaking with Governor Tim Walls and Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs Commissioner Larry Herkey on Minnesota Military Radio. Governor, uh, Minnesota is kind of unique in every county. We've got at least one county veteran service officer helping our veterans. And if they have an issue that's related to their military service, they can help start the claim. And then, of course, we've got the Commander's Task Force and all of these veteran service organizations that have veterans advocates to help them uh, document and process those claims. Things are moving pretty well to take care of veterans in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm a I'm an unabashed champion of, of both the veteran service organizations and our county veteran service officers. I think, again, for your listeners, if you're from Minnesota, you cannot imagine that this isn't the norm everywhere. But when I was serving in Congress, many, many states do not have the county veteran service officer. And so you have veterans that don't really know where to turn to. And uh, I have seen the work. We are a leader in this. We've had many of our county veteran service officers go on to serve as the national president of county veterans service officers and talk to other states about how to make this work it's just so much more convenient it makes sure that those benefits are delivered to the veteran they go back to the counties where they're coming from and so from an economic perspective it's good for them too and uh and again our partnership with the commander's task force i think we we'd be remiss if we did not give them credit for leading the charge on the omnibus uh, bill. They made the decision that they were going to go for it. They were going to challenge us. They were going to challenge legislators. And we're not going to mess around with using veterans to get other bills done. We're just going to pass it. And um, they've been very clear that that is now the precedence, that don't try and pass other bills. Just do the veterans and the and the military. And I'm, I'm going to make my case now to the legislature. It'd be a good thing to start out January. 
maybe focusing on these, try to put a package together, try and get that done for the commissioner. Sure. It can be the first thing out. Yeah, first so, thing out. And that's this partnership. And the Commander's Task Force is incredible. Those, uh, again, your listeners know, but maybe if they, to be reminded, um, this is the, the heads of all of our service organizations, American Legion, AMVETS, Disabled American Veterans, Purple Heart, uh, Paralyzed Veterans of America, VFW, getting all those folks, Jewish war veterans, getting all those folks in the room and coming up with a list of priorities and then with one voice going to the legislature and saying, here's your mission, get it done. And that worked. Mm-hmm. It worked just Commissioner, perfect. you meet with the Commander's Task Force once a month. They meet, put together. We had them on for the, the Commander's Task Force Christmas show, and they've got their legislative priorities lined up yeah. for 2023. <laughs> and and uh, they enjoy working with you to, to try to bring all that up to the Capitol. We uh, work together uh, seamlessly, and we brief uh, the governor here at least once a quarter. Yep. And they get the direct access to the governor and telling uh, telling the governor what the state needs and what the veterans in Minnesota desire. And, and uh, I think it's a, a good relationship, and it's sort of almost like my board of directors. Yeah. They just uh, sort of guide what, what I'm going to do and so forth, and I take a lot of guidance from them. And for our listeners, if you're a, if you're a veteran and don't belong to a veteran service organization, sign up yeah. because when they go up to the Capitol for Veterans Day on the Hill, they're bringing the entire membership of all of those eight veteran service organizations up there with them, and the state legislators pay attention, don't they, Commissioner? Yes, they do. They very much listen. When those hats are in the building, everybody's listening. So, <laughs> And, Governor, it would be fantastic if we can keep that veterans issue separate in that omnibus bill, as you said, and, and, yeah. and apart from – all the other political work that has to be done every year. Yeah, I think so. And I'm not naive. I understand that, you know, there's issues that pull people together. And to try and get things done, sometimes you have to say, well, this will get done. So we need your help on this and this will get there. But it can get so messy. And I think one of the things that I worry about is is that that perception, whether real or, or uh, just perception, of using veterans to get other things done um, just seems wrong to me. And I, I think just keeping it clean, getting it through, taking care of that and i like the idea of wouldn't it be nice that every year we kind of just take that take care of that in the beginning it sends a strong message that that this matters to us it matters bipartisanly and we know we're going to get a bipartisan win we may get unanimous votes like last year i think we got incredibly close about as close as you can get as close you can get gentlemen we have to take a short break we come back we're going to speak more with governor tim walls and mdva commissioner larry herkey this is minnesota military radio please stay with us we'll be right back Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We've been meeting today with uh, Governor Tim Walls and Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs Commissioner Larry Herkey uh, doing our year in review, looking back at 2022, and we're going to start looking ahead a little bit for uh, expectations for 2023. Although, Governor, uh, I think we've already we've already set the, the stage for the state legislature. If we, can, yeah. if we can keep that omnibus bill going for a second year in a row or a third or fourth, at some point it will become a tradition. I think that's right, and that was actually – what we talked about mm-hmm. with the commander's task force about setting the norm on how this should be done. And that's how this works. And so um, it was a pretty big lift, but once it started moving, it happened. And I think that's exactly the way to do it, Tom, because then we, we come in with those priorities and it doesn't mean there that everything in that package is going to get through, but we get the opportunity to make the case of why it should. And governor, I know that uh, you recently went and visited our troops over in, in Kuwait and uh, 
Department of Military Affairs and Department of Veterans Affairs. There's there's a lot going on. Uh, we've got troops serving uh, on, on federal missions, and they're and you've unfortunately had to call them up for some state missions uh, missions quite often that, in your first term. That's exactly right, Tom. And I this I was trying to remind Minnesotans that that we have our federal Title Ten mission that we're on, critically important to the stability of Iraq and the entire theater in the Middle East. And seventy percent of those troops that that I met with over there, that was their first deployment overseas, but 90% of them had either been on civil unrest duty, had been giving vaccines, or had been in nursing homes. So those are really, that you get a real snapshot of the breadth and depth of what a National Guard troop does. Though that's why when we come back to these issues we're talking about and some of the things we're doing for them, that's why we're doing these things, because they're doing the work. And, Governor, if we have a wish for your second term, it's that we don't ever have to talk about COVID again. That's exactly right. <laughs> um, here we are in person. We're talking, and I think it makes all the difference. But uh, I uh, I hear from a lot of folks. I heard a, a friend of mine, just quick story, said, I didn't really know that much about the National Guard, but it it made me feel calm when I saw them on the streets near my home when they needed to be. And then I was there, and it was them giving me my vaccine when I needed it, and they're caring for my parents in a nursing home. She said, I had no idea that the National Guard would do any of those things. I thought they were just like in Iraq or something. And so I, uh, my wish is, is to not have to use them for that, but I think Minnesotans who are listening are incredibly grateful. Um, if we have a situation that's an emergency, the National Guard's the one that will be there standing tall. And they're and they're proud to take care of their friends and neighbors. Oh, my and goodness, take they care are. Of business here in they didn't think they ever wanted to do that. I heard somebody say, i got to be honest with you, uh, Governor, I never wanted, never thought I'd be in a nursing home doing the National Guard stuff, but they said it was some of the most gratifying work they've ever done. So it's a big deal. It's big. Commissioner, we want to go back to this uh, veterans' omnibus bill. Uh, there were some bonuses in there. Yes, we uh, we have a uh, post-9-11 uh, bonus that was approved by the legislature and signed into law by the governor. It allowed those that have served between the time of September 11, 2011, 2001 and August 30th, 2021 for a 20-year period, a uh, chance and opportunity to get a small bonus. A thank you from the state of Minnesota for yeah. their service. Uh, this is both, I, I want to make sure that people understand, if you served anywhere on active duty during that time period, you more than likely are uh, eligible for a bonus. So we've got a lot of people that I think just don't know that they're actually uh, eligible uh, you don't have to have been in Afghanistan or Iraq. The, there is a higher bonus for that, but uh, there is a $600 bonus for someone that actually served during that time period. If you did uh, serve in theater and had an expeditionary or a campaign medal, uh, the, the bonus is at 1200 and for Gold Star families, it's 2000 Commissioner, we've been talking about this since the bill passed. Uh, have there been a lot of people applying for this? <laughs> We've had 21,000. We just went over 21,000, so I think we're about halfway to what I believe potentially could be eligible. So we've done very well for our first uh, six or seven months here. Um, extraordinary uh, movement of information, especially amongst those units that deployed together. Yeah. I'm finding that in the National Guard, they've done a very good job getting the information out. It's probably those active duty people that served individually and came back to the state of Minnesota that were really looking looking to make sure that they're aware there is a bonus here for you. 
So for our listeners, Commissioner, are we sending them to one eight 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 Link Vet? They can go to Link Vet. I'd say MinnesotaVeteran.org is probably your best way. You can apply directly there. You don't have to go through your county veteran service officer. This is one thing you can do right on my website. But if for some reason you can't get onto a website, go see your CVSO. They'll help you out also. So, Commissioner, we want to encourage our listeners to apply for this, and if they run out of money, then you and the governor can go back to the state legislature and get some more. That's the end. And I understand the skepticism on this uh, when it's a state program. Sometimes we have some bureaucracy and everything, but I'm really proud of what Commissioner Herkey and his team are doing. They're processing these things the same day. People are surprised when I talk to them how fast they get their checks. So um, I hope they know that. And you're right about going back, Tom. This is one thing we compromised on. They kind of shrunk down the – the eligibility on this that you had to sign up in, in Minnesota. Um, I think that's correct. That's uh, correct. Commissioner. And yes. we think that if you served and you're living here, we want to help those folks too. And it's a good opportunity. If he spends all that money, you've got a little surplus over there. You might, if you have to it's get a, a little good bit place more, to spend it. I good agree. Time to do it. No. Good time. We're speaking with governor Tim Walls and MDVA commissioner, Larry Herkey on Minnesota military radio. Gentlemen, uh, after a couple of years of not being able to do it, we were able to come together on veterans day in person. Yeah, it was great. It was fabulous. Uh, we, uh, for us, I think you know that it's a time, and I always talk about this. And the the state event is is incredible too. I mean, the turnout that's there. We get the speakers, we get our federal partners. But I I think more than anything that I always say, and and for those of folks out there, whether you have a veteran or not, to show up at one of these, either Memorial Day or Veterans Day, these these events that are all over. It's a real unifying thing as far as the country. We find that our differences kind of fade away at the door, and you see a real sense of cohesiveness in that room. And so these uh, those types of events, I think, are critically important, especially when our society, you know, people are a little more distant, social media, we're not in person together. But to come together and see veterans from all of our conflicts, from all of the different service branches, to see the families uh it, it's really powerful. So I, uh, again, as you said, Tom, the things we missed during COVID, that biggest thing of that disconnect from community um, was the hardest one. So to see that be a big celebration, it was packed, every chair was full, um, and just a lot of goodwill. Commissioner, that morning started out a little bit slow. We had some breakfast for everybody who wanted to show up. Uh, most of the, I think all of the veteran service organizations showed up, and then here come our veterans. Yes, and it was well attended. We had four hundred people, over 400 people there in person. We had another 500 people that watched live online, so it was, it was great. And that's one thing we've learned during COVID. you got to stream, too, in order to bring a bigger audience in. So it, it was a good event, and I think uh, very, uh, what I saw was a lot of camaraderie, yeah. a lot of sharing going on between the veterans, and I think that's just as important as the speeches and so forth. And But the, the band is great, as oh, usual. Yeah. Red Bull Band was there. But uh, if I could, Tom, just one plug, too. I'm partial to these folks. The folks who bring young people to those events, um, passing on that history and to being surrounded by those veterans, it's super powerful to see kids at those. Governor, we've, uh, we're kind of on a rebound from the COVID. We did the Veterans Day, and last fall we were able to do the 20th anniversary of, the, of 9-11. Yeah. Uh, was, that was quite a day, and, and uh, I know you were there, and the commissioner was there. It was, a, it was a, quite an event, and uh, it, oh, uh, Gold I, Star Families, it was pretty I, I don't know what to say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an unabashed plug for, for Commissioner Herkey on this, if anyone was there. I'm going to make the case that that was the best commemoration of 9-11 in the entire country it was such a powerful so well done all the people involved a lot a lot of planning went into that i I refuse to let people forget these things we've moved on we have a whole another generation um 
that that attack on U.S. soil, the deaths of so many Americans, the the chaos that that unleashed, um, I refuse to have us forget that. And my my charge to the commissioner was let's make this a special day and i was blown away tom if you it was it was unbelievable <laughs> commissioner can it, if anyone was there can they forget that f-16 flying oh, over no, the capital at the good. right at the right moment especially when the afterburner hit and you could feel the heat actually coming off the that beautiful you know, the rocket engines and the flags flying and i think the flag turned into an angel at one point it did it whipped yeah, it itself up into an angel and the gold star families were just besides themselves it was it was a fun and event. I think the tribute to the, those yes. uh, Glow Star families was extraordinary too at the beginning. It was. Gentlemen, we have to take a short break. We're going to come back for the fourth segment. We're going to take a look at 2023. We're speaking to Governor Tim Walls and MDVA Commissioner Larry Herkey on Minnesota Military Radio. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Minnesota Military Radio. I'm your host, Tom Lyons. We've been visiting with Governor Tim Walls and MDVA Commissioner Larry Herkey on our annual year in review show. And, uh, Governor, uh, we have to look forward now. 2023 is here. That's right. What are you expecting in 2023? Well, I think good things. As you said, we have, uh, Tom, we have a surplus. It uh, needs to go back to the people of Minnesota to improve their lives. This is one area where I think we'll have great uh, collaboration around. And I think, again, reminding us that has been a lot of great work done. I think there's reasons to pause and be thankful what happened in 2022. But the work of caring for veterans is never done. And I think there's some folks like, well, why do you keep coming back again every year? Because the veterans keep coming back every year because the need is there every year. And I think establishing that rhythm around this matters. And I think now, as you said earlier, getting those veterans homes up and open, getting them staffed, uh, getting folks in there, uh, getting the cemeteries up, a lot of those things, continuing on with the work around veterans homelessness and veterans suicide, uh, continue to administer the bonuses, and then um, make sure we're listening to the commander's task force and our folks, if they're bringing us things, seeing what some of the issues are, and then I think implementing some of the the federal work around toxic exposures. Um, we'll continue to advocate for the full funding at the federal level of the VA system. Um, so there's a lot of work yet to be done, um, but this is the important stuff. And if there's, I know there's, there's always debates on what the role of government should be and how broad it should be. Um, I think there's strong consensus around this, that we all collectively have a responsibility to care for those who serve for us. And uh, no matter what you say should be taken out of government and not done, I think there's a pretty strong consensus that caring for our veterans should be done collectively. It should be done collaboratively. It should be done bipartisanly. Um, and it should be done efficiently. And I think uh, the commissioner's got some good plans. Uh, I think 2023 can be every bit as successful. And, Governor, as you've alluded to in the first three segments, uh, our troops, be they active duty, guard, or reserve, That's right. are our friends and neighbors here in Minnesota. They're serving on federal missions That's overseas. Right. They're serving on state missions whenever they're needed for an emergency or a tornado or yep. whatever is happening. And, and it just doesn't stop. It continues. doesn't stop. And I'll make my uh, public service announcement here, Tom. Uh, don't ask these people if they need help because they're super self-sufficient. But you've got spouses at home with kids in the middle of the holidays or whatever, snowed out this week. Shovel that sidewalk if you can. Do something nice. Say something to that child who's, uh, whose uh, spouse is serving in the Middle East. Their mom's overdoing the hard work over in Iraq. Uh, let that child know that, that she's good. She's doing important work. We care about her and let that go on. So I, I want to wish uh, all of our families uh, a very blessed holiday and Christmas season. And uh, make sure you know we've got our troops that will be coming home safe here in the new year. But uh, you're right. The missions continue. 
Governor, I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us, and I look forward to a great year in 2023, and hopefully we'll see you on Memorial Day and out at the State Fair. You know you will. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Governor. Commissioner, it was uh, it was a pleasure to have uh, so much time with uh, Governor Walz today to talk about uh, 2022, 2023, all the things that uh, you and he have done over many, many years working together. Uh, it's, a, it's a large agenda, and there's still a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work to do. I think the staff put together uh, 17 different items uh, for the upcoming session that were everything from an operational adjustment due to inflation to some really important work as it relates to direct care of uh, veterans in the community. Sure, I think our listeners probably don't think about the fact that inflation is affecting them at home, but it's also affecting your budget to get all the things done that you need to do at the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. Correct. With uh, about 8% uh, inflation here, it's been tough to keep up with the current budget, so this will allow me to to be able to get that good care and keep those ratios as, star- as far as staffing uh, where we need for the homes. Squeeze that budget and get every dime out of it. We will. I'm sure you will. Uh, Commissioner, uh, the governor's had uh, two high priorities uh, during his first term, and I know he's a second term. And first is to keep working on homelessness, and the next next one is eliminate uh, suicides for veterans. Well, on the homeless front, I got some good news. We're downward trending. Uh, some of the largest reductions in a registry that we've ever had. Uh, we're getting close to a historic low, and I think we're going to continue to work in that direction, we've uh, been able through the legislature to get additional funding for low, low or no barrier housing, supportive housing, and I think that's made the big difference working with MACB in order to put the veterans that have been on the registry the longest into housing, and uh, things are really starting to move, Tom. And so you've got your, your two biggest community or, uh, communities to work with, Hennepin and Ramsey County. And that's where most of the people live, so that uh, that's to be expected, I think. There's great excitement, and I'm actually trying to get the counties to work uh, together, but uh, to work to be the first to declare functional zero two. And I think I see a lot of hard work going in both communi- both counties. Very good, sir. And when it comes to suicide prevention, uh, we've had a number of shows on this, and we're always talking about watching your veteran. Are they doing something different? Are they more depressed? Are they drinking more? And then asking the question, are you okay? Because help's available. That's that's very important. The observation of your veteran is important, and you have to you have to openly communicate. You can't just assume they're doing well because they're not saying anything. You need to ask the question, and I think that's the biggest thing through a lot of the training that we do that many of the community members are taking back. And we're, what we're trying to do is train the people around the veteran so that they can see these differences and be able to help that veteran out. And help is available either for the veteran or the families of veterans. And it's simple to now. All you have to do is dial 988. That's correct. It's a lot easier number to work with. But we hoped for most cases we can catch it well before it becomes crisis. But if it does get to that point, 988 is the new number. We're speaking with Commissioner Larry Herkey from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs on Minnesota Military Radio. Commissioner, uh, can you give us an update on the 911 service bonus? Well, the 9-11 service bonus, as we said before, is about 20, 21,000 veterans that have uh, applied. The, the We've uh, distributed over $18 million. Uh, we have about $6 million left. I assume it's going to go here fairly quick, and we may have to go back to the legislature and ask for a little bit additional money to get to the rest of the veterans. 
Very good, sir. And I hope you have to go back to the governor and the legislature because all of those people that served deserve to get that bonus. Yes, they do. And if you haven't already and you've served in, during active duty during the last 20 years, please go to our website at minnesotaveteran.org. And uh, you can go through the eligibility there right on the website. And you've got people here at the MDVA that can help them with that and, and get that taken care of in short order. That's true. Commissioner, we've talked throughout the show about the three veterans' homes being opened up and, and the fact that uh, you've got a veterans' uh, cemetery that you're opening up. You need people. I need people. We need to hire over about 500 people over the next uh, six months. So we're looking for people from everywhere from uh, general maintenance workers, direct health care, nurses, LPNs, CNAs, uh, the whole gamut, nutritionists. Um, we're looking for a lot of people here over the next six months. And for those local communities that are getting those homes, there are going to be some great jobs right there. There are. And we're, we would like to see and track people that maybe are not in the workforce before but like to consider it. Uh, this would be a great opportunity right in your backyard. Commissioner, I'd like to thank you for joining us today. It was a pleasure to join you and the governor here and uh, and do our annual uh, year in review show together. Tom, I appreciate it very much, and thank you for your support of our veterans. My pleasure, sir. We've been speaking with Governor Tim Walls and MDVA Commissioner Larry Herkey on Minnesota Military Radio. We're just about out of time. Thanks for listening to this edition of Minnesota Military Radio. I'd like to thank our special guests for joining us today, Governor Tim Walls and Commissioner Larry Herkey from the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs. And finally, Minnesota's Adjutant General, Major General Sean Mankey. Please join us next week as we talk to the Adjutant General of the Minnesota National Guard and the Director of the Minneapolis VA Healthcare System on our next year in review. That's coming up next weekend on this station or online anytime at minnesotamilitaryradio.com. I'm Tom Lyons, and I hope that you make a difference in someone's life this week. Minnesota Military Radio is a production of iHeartMedia, the Minnesota Department of Veterans Affairs, the Minneapolis VA, Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, and the Minnesota National Guard. Your host is Tom Lyons, founder and owner of Phelan Partners Limited, a merger and acquisition advisory firm. Tom is a life member of the American Legion, VFW, Vietnam Veterans of America, and the DAV. For podcasts and the latest updates, follow us at Minnesota Military. MilitaryRadio.com.